this episode, John Lair and Jay Martell and little old me come up with a few sketch ideas. You remember the the book, the kids kids book about sneeches? We shaved our head, and then you see it, and you're like, "Oh man, I gotta shave my head too." And then it's just like, "How does that go?" And it's just like we keep trying to grow hair, shave hair. I don't know how that works out, but okay, like I've got a professional like writer it. here, so I'm gonna let good work, good his work. Brain go. Marvel movies are all the rage, right? Uh, you're a superhero, but I like the concept of like a superhero. You're not really sure what to do with the power, so the ability to write anywhere. As a, ah, as a mutant power, I think is pretty cool. That's a good idea. <clears throat> your situation where you're on stage and there's other things happening around you mm. that maybe uh, it's maybe it's not like the the hockey thing, but like events are happening around you and people are still talking specifically to you about how bad you suck. <laughs> like yeah. everything else is going on around you, but you are the thing that's causing this to be terrible. Which one did we pick? You'll find out on this episode of It's a Sketch Comedy Podcast Show. Welcome to Sketch Comedy Podcast Show, the one-of-a-kind show where I, Stuart Rice, invite interesting people to have intriguing conversations, and then improvise a comedy sketch based on what we talked about. This episode is a special treat. I'm going to give you a brief intro to both of these incredibly talented and funny human beings and try to get us right into the conversation. John Lair is an improvisational actor who has starred in a number of movies and TV shows. You might best know him as the Geico Caveman and his most recent show on Hulu, Quick Draw, which is, no kidding, one of my favorite shows. It's a Western that is improvised, and it is wonderful. Jay Martell is a Peabody Award-winning writer and has also won an Emmy for his work on Key and Peele, also one of my favorite TV shows, and is far too qualified to be on this podcast. He also writes for The New Yorker on a regular basis. He also recently wrote a book called The Present, which is available on Audible and looks like it might be picked up for a movie. Their latest project, Speed Bump, is a play performed in the backyards of fans. You can get tickets from the link in the show notes. And now, my conversation with John Lair and Jay Martell. John, Jay, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, my pleasure. Oh. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Oh, no, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. Um, I've got a really quick question for you. What makes you interesting? No. Oh. John, I'll let you go first because you Jay, made you noise. Want me to go first. I, I'm so fast. Go first for about a half an hour. I'm so <laughs> fascinating on so many levels. Uh, your, no, hair, I, your hair is really. <laughs> I mean, the hair is impressive. I know I've got. I'm follically challenged. That hair is gorgeous. Yeah, but you, uh, you and me good, both. See, you guys have good bald heads, though. I, I underneath this, it's you know, God knows. It's like like a great Hitler or something like a <laughs> I I gotta be honest, nobody has ever given me a compliment on my hair, but they have given me a compliment on my head. Yes. Yeah. It's a wonderful head. Look More people it. have wanted to touch my head than they ever wanted to touch my hair. Nobody ever wants to touch my hair. But uh, I do <laughs> get a looks lot like of it might hurt. I get a lot of comments on my hair. Well, your, yeah. hair is, your hair is like a beautiful princess that needs to be sort of <laughs> admired from afar. Like <laughs> It, it's like it's too much. It's too much. It's, if you touch it, it might burn you or something with it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's like a Jew touching a crucifix. You just <laughs> right, right. Uh, 
No, don't do Does it. Does it burn? I don't know, but <laughs> well, I don't want to find out. <laughs> it's Yom Kippur tomorrow, and I was just at a shoot where they were going to do like a Christmas scene, and in the, in the, it was in a Jewish household, and uh, they were going to hang up a, a wreath to make the front door. And I was like, it'll catch the house on fire. <laughs> don't mess with that. <laughs> But I, I, I think the thing that makes me the most interesting is that I'm still alive because I had a, a <laughs> life that I had. I'm, I've been sober 26 years and there was a life before that, which Jay has heard me rant about for years and years. I'm surprised there. you remember it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's huge, huge gaps yeah. uh, in it. But uh, I think that's probably what makes me interesting. Okay. I uh, and Jay is extremely interesting person. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Jay, what 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 do you believe makes you interesting? I think that um, that I I think that I can write under any circumstances. Like I could, I if if there was um, maybe you know if I was on a battlefield, I could write. If I was, uh, it, it, it I can I can you know I have. This my office is actually the same room as the dryer and the washing machine. They're going like almost all the time because and you you don't care. It doesn't you don't it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. I, it, but but normally if I'm not writing it, it small noises bug the hell out of me. So <laughs> so you're, you're not hanging around like uh, preschools. Like that's not a thing you're gonna do. Uh, also, well, you should well, never well, say that you're hanging around preschools. Well, yeah, at any an point. older white guy shouldn't be hanging around a preschool. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yeah, you, they just immediately take you away. Yeah, they call people. I am. I am not co-signing for this part of the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. So I. I just real quick, Jay. You. Um. My favorite uh, show besides Quick Draw is Key and Peel. I thought that every, I don't know if I saw a bad sketch. I saw ones that weren't as funny as others, but um, I, I, your work on that was just amazing. Everybody's work on that show was incredible. So, uh, and in my opinion, it's the best sketch show that has probably ever existed. I just, everything was super strong. So, um, I, I, you, I know you wrote on Key and Peele. I know you've written a couple movies. What else, what else have, can, can you let everybody know what else they would know you from? He, um, he won a Peabody. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there you go. And an Emmy. And I, and I'm getting another one, another Peabody for, for being on this podcast. Right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. They monitor this podcast yeah, for things. Sure. Yes. The, the Peabody uh, voters are out there. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm a novelist. I've written um, a, a couple novels that are available. Um, one called Channel Blue, another called um, the, Present. the Present. Yes. Oh, they, oh my God! Look at you that. So on it, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm used to like amateur podcasts. I, this is a whole another level. Yeah. This is like an upper upper level amateur um, podcast. It's wonderful. I'm a frequent <laughs> contributor to uh, the New Yorker. Sort of like. The, the nerdiest aspect of, I guess, written humor, um, which can be found there. And um, I'm a big follower of his uh, his stuff on The New Yorker. Or do you have to be because you're friends like you, you well, work there is that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're pretty compartmentalized. I mean, um, we I, I feel like as friends, we feel no obligation at all to to look at each other's work. But we do we do enjoy each other's work because That's we. Good. We enjoy each other. I mean, John. John is one of the funniest people I've ever met, and he just happens to live a block away from me, which is 
Amazing. And, yeah. That is and, actually pretty incredible. And my, I feel the same way about Jay and, and it's great. It's great to have somebody in the, in your neighborhood who you've, we've <laughs> known each other for 16 years. We met each other in Griffith park. I think Jay was pushing his infant daughter at the time. Our daughters are the same age. Our sons are the same age. Our daughters are now 16 and our best friends. So, I mean, we're, uh, we're in tight. It's a, it's all over at this point. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's a, Jay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, is that an argument that you guys have? Who's going to bury who first? There's no, there's no question. I'm ten years old. <laughs> He's older, but I did a lot more drugs. So maybe who knows? You know, you, who I knows? Know. I know. And Lears, Lears die young. My family dies young. Seventies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Like, because both, yeah, your parents died, both died young, and yep. my parents are still alive. So that's something yep. that handicappers should take into account. I, was just, <laughs> I, I wonder if there's like, there's got to be like an item in Vegas where you can vote on, or oh, you can cool. bet on which one. So, oh, yeah. I, I wonder what the odds look like, you know? I, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder like if you could like pay a bookie to like just post odds on, on your friend's deaths. Do I wonder? Do they actually have stuff like that in Vegas? I don't oh, actually yeah. know, but I'm, I oh, imagine maybe. they're like the over under on Abe Vigoda or something like that. Have <laughs> that on the Queen's death? Oh yeah, is that true? Definitely. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, oh, something like that has odds posted on it. Like has had odds posted on it for years. Could you imagine wow. hitting hitting that jackpot? Oh my god! <laughs> that would be Jesus. crazy. Yeah. Um, so do, you guys. They do ahead, have sorry. odds on everybody. It's called health insurance <laughs> and it, it's <laughs> life insurance. It's like what you pay for your life insurance are basically your odds. Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. They yeah, they think I'm going to die tomorrow if that's the case. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they're thinking very poorly of my health. Now for all the money we can. While we still- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you guys were, you guys, um, you know, you've been friends for a long time. You, d- you do work together though, right? Yeah, we're right now. We're in a play together. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's awesome. Yeah, we're in a play that Jay wrote called Speed Bump, and uh, it's about two neighbors. I don't know where he got that idea. Who are friends? Uh, who are around the same age? Who grew up together? Um, where one of them wants a speed bump put in the street in the neighborhood, and one doesn't. And that how, starts a domino effect that leads how to much of this is Yeah, how much of this is based on reality? Did you guys have a speed bump d- discussion at some point? Well, we have had, yeah, in our neighborhood, yes. We've had several sure. speed bumps. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for the sake of, of, of the comedy and the drama, that everything's been heightened. And mm-hmm. John is not the character he plays, nor am I. But we, we've had, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a meeting of, of of your neighborhood or if you live in an apartment building and meeting at your co-op that people get really really riled up when it's about passionate about the weirdest things insane (laughs) yes and um so this is just following um that little thread all the way to its logical Armageddon-ish conclusion. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, you guys um, you guys started performing this in the height of COVID, correct? Yeah, yeah. or Jay wrote it dur- <clears throat> during COVID, and, we, and he and I would safely distance as we 
you know, did red drafts of his script. Um, and that, so that means that you, you didn't get a chance to practice the sex scene is what you're saying? <laughs> no, we had to imagine that. <laughs> no times at all. <laughs> but, uh, but then, then it was time to do a reading of the play, and Jay did it in his backyard uh, because you know of this was this was toward, after after the pandemic was over, but still people were nervous, and sure. and we were and we were talking about uh, workshopping it, and uh, I was I was a big proponent of like let's keep doing it in people's backyards because because <laughs> because it's set in a neighborhood, and it's neighbors it's it's like. It's amazing. You know, it's like you're part of that meeting for yeah. real, you know? Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's and another level of immersion into this <laughs> exactly. world that you guys have created. Yeah. And, you know, you workshop plays in like a little black box theater and we didn't know how people would feel about that. You know, at that point, um, I think now people are starting oh, to. Oh yeah. Now people, yeah. yeah I, I went to a concert recently and it was like, I saw a dude like straight up cough just out into space and people did not back up. And I was like, well, we're done with this. Like everybody's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still can't handle the coughing. If somebody coughs, I don't no, look, it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you hop back a little bit and like, Oh no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You stay over there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So you guys, uh, and you just had a performance, right? You had one on the first. Yes. How did that go? Fantastic. Uh, we performed it for about 70 people at a house in Laurel Canyon. And um, it's the first time we performed it actually at night. Because usually what we do is we try to catch the dying sunlight for our performance. But it's gotten to the point now where it's getting kind of, sun's going down pretty early. And uh, <laughs> our, 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 host, our host wanted to make sure everyone was liquored up and and. Which you was know, a good idea. Yeah. Always a good really, idea. I felt like we were really performing to an audience for the first time. You know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. We've been performing to kind of soberish audiences. Yeah. And man, it was nice to have an audience that was lit. Just a little bit looser, yeah. just like a little bit easier to laugh. And it's true. yeah, it's true. Like everyone was just like, you, you could just tell they'd given themselves permission to laugh like immediately. There was some weed going around. Perfect. Every, you know, yeah. Oh so much laffy, weed. laffy, tobacco. Yes. Um, Comedian's best friend. Absolutely. Both on and off stage. But um, <laughs> although you've been Hell sober, yeah. I should probably not be saying that. Oh no, no, I'm pro drugs. I just oh, okay. can't do them. That's oh, fair all. enough. You know, fair yeah, enough. No. Um, is, and you've got two uh, two coming up, right? You've got the fifteenth and the sixteenth, and those are going to be where uh, whereabouts are those going to be? And and can people just go to this? People can just go to this website to get tickets. And yeah, well, they they can they can contact. Um, we have a, a publicist named Andrea who's who's been very help, helpful to us, and and that that website will lead you to a, a place where you can ask for for. Um, admission to one of these shows we're not giving out the address obviously because mm, no. <laughs> these are actually people's homes <laughs> not, not, not that like uh, you know a huge avalanche of people are going to show up but you know but yeah. they might they and they can know. only accommodate 80 people in their backyard all of a sudden they've got 470 it's our true. last one was big i thought i don't know 70 people, people is a lot of people there's a lot of people in a backyard yeah yeah. I agree. And without like, you know, it's just it's just us yelling basically. I mean, there's no sound system. There's no what. There's no light. The only lights were like these these outdoor porch lights, like 
hanging over our heads. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I think I hope that this like kind of starts a thing, a trend where people start to do more performance art in their backyard. I think it's great. There used to be a uh, website that you could go to and you could uh, sign up to get ideas for or get shows where traveling huh? artists would yes. go and perform in your living room, which was phenomenal. Of course, COVID yeah. killed it. But it was so great to be in someone's house and they're like, I don't know, grab a cushion off the couch. And like it was so it was so much warmer than like going to a place to watch something. I think for especially for something like this, yeah. what a great way to experience that. Yeah, no, it's a lot it's, of musicians. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just going to say that, it, it, you know, like we, we've gone into backyards where we haven't known anywhere. But at the end of it, you feel like everyone's friends, you know, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we haven't we haven't really talked to anyone except each other. But. The the, 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 communal, the communal experience of, of laughing together. Is, is but the really, audience is all holding each other's hands and they're swaying well, back and forth. Maybe not that. <laughs> that but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw, no, but I, I, it's a shared experience that way. And I think it's really good. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a it's like. It's like uh, the modern day version of the salon, you know, back at, you know, when you'd have all, all these people just sitting around. It was, it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I Jay and I don't really understand that, but yeah, we'll go along with it. No, no, no. I, mean, <laughs> the, um, I think during COVID, people just OD'd on their screens. I mean, because like, yeah. just think of like how people were just ripping through like five seasons of, of, a, of a show, like in, in, in two nights. And so like, you know, we feel we we find that there's like a real hunger out there for people watching live people. <laughs> yeah. And, and being around live people, I actually um, I just recently had somebody on the show that wrote a book about two hour cocktail parties. And he's like, we should have these like on a monthly basis. Just get wow. people together. Doesn't even matter what it's about. Just get them together for two hours and see what happens. And that, I think is that it that's, a hard out after two hours, two is hours, it's got to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He committed me to doing one of these. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. The beginning of November, I'm going to be doing it. But I think that's really important is to get out in front of people and see them and see what the interaction is. How are you going to end it after two hours? What are you going to do? I don't know. He wrote a book, so I'm in the middle of the book and I need to figure out. I haven't gotten to that part, the the end part where it's like, all right. uh, Thank you. Please leave. The hounds will be released. (laughs) 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 You know? But yeah, so I, I, I love it. And I think especially if it can be around like a, a like a performance, I think it's wonderful. I mm-hmm. think it, it really does a lot of a lot of cool things for people. It hits those yeah. endorphins and they get to experience something they've never experienced before. It's true. They're really people are really thrilled after when they come up to us. They're just like, this was so cool. And yeah, you're, well, there's, expect, yeah, expectations are also low, right? Because, you know, they don't know what they've walked into. They've like, oh, we just you know a friend of ours said they were doing something in their backyard and we walked over so that i think those reduced expectations really i mean it's not like you bought like a 300 dollars ticket for a broadway show where right it's like okay show me this show better me. hit on all cylinders right <laughs> I will say, well i will say on our behalf we don't have sort of the benefit of like that those broadway shows have like like lights and uh, stage <laughs> or props, you know, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon uh, wish list. You can put the lights on there. That's cheap. <laughs> you could do that for very little money. Um, 
Uh, so, uh, John, now you've had an experience where you've made a show for Hulu recently, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you've got a pretty long career as an actor. You know, what are some roles that like really stick out to you as like, these are the ones that you think people should go back and review? Like, <laughs> what, what are the ones that you think you, you just question. nailed on them? Yeah, <laughs> nailed them. Well, I never think I nailed anything. No, anybody who's in, yeah, anybody who does any performance doesn't. But yeah, no. you never really feel like, okay, that one. Uh, I think, you know, Quick Draw, which is the show I did for Hulu, is probably the one I'm most proud of. I, I created the show, I wrote the show, and I starred in the show. So, I mean, you know, that's my baby. Uh, and then I had the same sort of experience with a show called 10 Items or Less, which was on TBS, which is I think you could still find it out there, probably on Hulu or Crackle. Um, and then uh, a show that many people haven't seen and it's very difficult to get a hold of, but it's called Jailbait. Oh, that's <laughs> and this yeah, was, this is one of Jay's favorites. Oh. It's so wrong. I, I wonder how it would play now. But anyway, uh, my character gets jail, gets thrown in jail, and there's you can imagine it was there was a show called Oz on HBO. Yeah, which yeah, was yes, so it was hardcore <laughs> prison yeah. drama, and so our idea was to do a comedy version of that. This is before Orange is the New Black, or uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it ran on Crackle, Sony's uh, uh, website. Um, streaming service, but uh, it, it it was pulled because they they have they use advertisements and the advertising people were like this we, we can't we can't, we can't. <laughs> uh, but yeah and the you know it was the Geico caveman which is you know right. um, so you know I don't know I mean I all I did I, I didn't have to do much I would just wear the makeup and they they let me improv a lot but people really liked it. So yeah, yeah, I'm proud. Of I mean, I, that one that one kind of hit the zeitgeist a little I bit. Know, yeah, I did. mean, really, it did. Yeah. So that that's pretty remarkable. And did you get your start doing improv? Like, what did you, what yeah. did you do to get in? Okay, so yeah, I started in. I went to school at Northwestern in Chicago, and they had an improv uh, show because you know they're they're outside of Chicago, the mecca of improv, and um, they had an improv show in in at the university that I auditioned for, and I could not believe you could say whatever you wanted on stage. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. You were one of those guys who like when they first saw improv, they were like, I've been waiting all my life for this. (laughs) Like you and your brother had been doing improv for years and not knowing it. Right. 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 All my, all All my life. Jay's absolutely right. My, my, me and my friends in Kansas were basically doing improv. We just didn't know that's what it was. We were just trying to crack each other up so and th- so then I was off and running and I, I was in I was in Chicago. I did improv Second City. I did improv at the Organic. I did all over Chicago and then uh, was discovered by, by a talent scout and brought out to L.A. And then I pissed all that away with doing drugs and alcohol. And then I got sober and uh, started a career. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, at some point you got to hit that point in your career. The drugs and alcohol has to happen. It's not, it's inevitable. Hey, I'm just thrilled I survived. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because you know, a lot of my friends didn't, you know, so yeah. here I am. Yeah. And then Jay, how do you, how do how does someone get to be a writer? Like, how do you, that, that is like the most mysterious um uh, like job or career I can think of is how do you get to be a writer? I know you're supposed to write, but like I've done that. 
I'm still not a writer. How do you become one? Well, I think, you know, when I grew up, um, the, the, it was there was more of a path to being a writer because there was more journalism, there was more magazines, there was more newspapers. And I grew up reading the, my local newspaper front to back, you know, and loving all the columnists and loving and want, and I, I wanted to be a journalist, you know, that's what I wanted to be. And, um, uh, and then, you know, it just, that morphed into working in magazines and newspapers on my, you know, college, high school, every, you know, and just going out. And, and then I moved to New York to be, to work at Newsweek and ended up writing, articles for Rolling Stone and, and then that just kind of I, I guess because I was writing about TV for Rolling Stone I, I, I had a moment where I was just like why am I writing about this I really actually want to be doing it yeah no, very cool you, you you and I were probably the two most popular kids in high school because I was I was so into journalism on my class ring that's what I had was the journalism thing oh my God. <laughs> yeah definitely very I crushed it in high school <laughs> That's better than the comedy drama mask oh, that, I, that oh. I had, you know. That's the thespian ring. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Do you even have your class ring anymore? Do, no. do, is that some? No. Who cares about it? It wasn't cool. At my school, it wasn't cool. No. Like, I, I had one. I don't know what happened really? to it. No, my mom bought it for me and like it showed up and she's like, I got this for you. It was great. Threw it in a drawer and never looked at it again. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, that's $200 she'll never get back. <laughs> she, she, um, she cut off her fingers to buy you that. Room. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was terrible. It was terrible. Sold a kidney. Oh, womp womp. What, else, what, what are you guys, besides uh, Speed Bump, like what are some things that you're excited about that you're doing? I, I, uh, John, uh, John, we talked a little bit about it ahead of time. I don't know if you want to reveal any of that, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. I'm pitching a show right now with uh, Bob Clendenin, who uh, has been on a you know bunch of the shows that I've done. He was on uh, Quick Draw. Anybody who sees a picture of Bob Clendenin, you know who he is, is yeah. like, oh my god, that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny, and uh, he's just wonderful guy. And uh, uh, and so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now with him, and doing the play with Jay. And I've been doing a lot of live stuff. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, people really, you know, I, th I, I chalk it up to the post-pandemic. People want, yeah, live experience, it seems. So I've, I've been traveling a bunch. I got a bunch more ahead of me. I'm going to Dallas and Chicago. I just got back from Toronto. I'm going to Austria in January. And I haven't even told Jay this. I just got a gig it for Norway. I mean, it's oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's so it, all these all these countries want you to come teach them how to improvise in English. Yes, they want me to perform and then teach them how I did it for the camera. Yeah, right, right. right. Really, that's yeah. crazy. So, do you do stand up in those situations, or what do you do? I do do a solo show that is like stand up, okay. and I do that for a lot of charity events and and things like that. But but I also uh, do an improv show with uh, this improviser Susan Messing, who's this amazing, okay, uh, legendary improv improviser in Chicago. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's great. I, 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 I uh, you've obviously done some stand up. Then you you've done yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jay, Jay, have you ever done any stand up? I did one one very very tight set uh, 
very early in my career. When you say tight, what do you mean? It was was all gold, John. Wow. Eight minutes of pure, unadulterated gold. And at that point, you just dropped the mic and never hit the stage again, right? You know, after you've uh, painted the Mona Lisa, you just walk away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you remember a joke from that? That said, yeah, but you don't want it. <laughs> it was, what de- what decade was this? Oh, this is 1979. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a star, heavy Star Trek. Uh, yeah, right on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, crowds love that. Yeah, right in the, the correct cloud, crowd actually really does <laughs> love that. But like uh, the Star Trek out. stuff, the Star Wars stuff probably still plays. Oh yeah, you, probably, you break that stuff out. That's fucking green, man. That'll go forever. <laughs> it, forever. forever. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I realized after doing stand up for a short period of time, I am not cut out for stand up. But I do love improv, so I can appreciate really, really good improv. Um, but I, 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 I find anymore, even with stand up, like if they're not doing well, I feel bad for them, and yeah. I will pity laugh, which is the. Yeah. Worst thing you could do, right? Well, improv is kind of the same. When it's bad, it's very bad. And when it's yeah. good, it's very good. But um, in in terms of be, doing it, it's a lot less lonely bombing uh, with other people on stage. Than it yeah, because I mean, if you're with someone good, they can pick up the slack, which is fantastic. Cause right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They'll save you. Yeah. Hopefully. They better. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's their job. Right. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever had John? Have you ever had an experience with improv where you were with uh, somebody on the stage and it was just awful? Oh, like you, many, they they many, were just chewing times. up the time and you you couldn't figure out. Do you have an, a specific example that you can think yes. of? Yes, I have. I have, I could give you a dozen, but one, the one that sticks out the most was at a bar uh, called Shuba's in Chicago on Southport, where it would they had a, a stage. But they had monitors around the proscenium of the stage, and the monitors were playing the Blackhawks, who were the <laughs> hockey team in Chicago. In the great in the, idea, yeah, and the, and it was the Stanley Cup. They weren't playing for the cup, but it was the final, you know, the semifinals or whatever. And it was the tournament, and we were performing, and they left them going without the sound on, and people were pissed off. <laughs> and I remember a guy, and this was a terrible. This was my earlier group, so we were just terrible. It was called just to give you a sense. The name of the group was called Random Sample. So that should <laughs> something. And um, I was doing something with somebody, and a guy goes, "You suck," and then. And I was like, oh, he thinks we suck. And and he made eye contact with me and he goes, no, you, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> That's a little demoralizing yeah. when you're on stage. Like, I, maybe I shouldn't keep going. But you know, As an improviser, you must have appreciated his specificity. I did. I did. I Well, I it hurt. It hurt yeah. bad. And then I drank it all away and turned it mm. into cancer. There you go. How do you how, how did you play off of that? Did you at all, or did you just go? Nope, I'm going to go into the shell and just yeah, at, leave. At that point, it was. I have a joke with Jay. Like, if the play doesn't, if we forget lines in the play, we just get in the car and drive away <laughs> and yeah. never turn back. Yeah, just don't even <laughs> turn try. into a pillar of salt. Yeah, if you just do. go. And it, it, you just kind of. I just went into that mode of like, oh shit, this is this, this is gig, this. this gig is over. <laughs> How do I get to the alcohol fast enough? <laughs> Right, right. 
And then Jay, um, you've you've written so much stuff. Have you ever had a situation where somebody was performing something you'd written and you were just like, "Oh man, you can't get this any worse. You can't do this any more wrong than the way you're doing it." And I, I, as a as a writer, you get some input, I imagine, but the director's got most of that. So I wonder how how does that play out when you when you get into that situation? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different levels to that. There's there's the immediate thing of like writing something for the stage and then seeing it done poorly and or or, or not not. I mean, let me just say, as like a writer, unless you unless you're doing it yourself or or, or directing it yourself. It's rarely like you see it in your head, right? But that's part of the beauty of of the whole thing, right? It's a collaborative medium, so you you other people are bringing their vision to it, and and you have to allow for that. And a lot of times, I just have to like, uh, I'm not going to say anything because that's just different. That's just a different vision. It's not wrong or right, you know. It's their interpretation. Um, exactly. And yeah. it's hard because being a writer, people, the only reason people become writers is because they're control freaks and they want to control everything. That's why it's just them and the page. And that's, you know, so that you, you have to really force yourself to, to let go. Right. And, but you don't do that in rehearsals. He just says wrong. And I say <laughs> one of his lines wrong. No. Once more, John. Once one, more. Again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. John, John knows. He has to get oh. it right. I mean, Jay'll be like, "What do I smell? Oh, it's shit coming out of your mouth." <laughs> yeah. I, I well, think. at least at least he's gentle about it. You know, like you just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He fitted or... me with an with a shock collar once for a rehearsal, mm. like those dog shock, and would just hit me with a three or a two. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time we got through the play without remembering all the lines. It's true. He's right. <laughs> it did work. <laughs> so with the play, you how much play is in the play? Is it is it an, it's not an improvised play. It's a scripted no. play. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make it more difficult, John? To, it, to do for it? me, it is. I, yeah. I don't do a lot of heavily scripted stuff. I mean, I, I, I didn't. I did weirdly uh, the year uh, during the pandemic. I did a two-person uh, movie that was a low-budget movie, and it was just the two of us. And so it was kind of like a, like you had to know every scene because it it moved had to move fast because they didn't have a lot of money, but still. You get to do you do a scene, and then if you screw it up, you get to do it again. So a play is a totally yeah. different thing. So it's it's hard. Yeah, it's a lot to learn. It's yeah, thick. That's a thick play, Jay Leno. No, I know it's really crazy. It, 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 <laughs> we we would have not done it except at some point we 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 realized that it would be easier just to finish memorizing it than. <laughs> to stop it was like vietnam like in 1968 or we just gotta finish it that's all we gotta do just finish it you know like the smart thing to do would just be with, to withdraw all our forces but let's just bomb the fuck out of yeah. all the countries in southeast asia just get the napalm and just blow it all up and so mm-hmm. that's that was our solution we had to go through to the other side yeah like we're that. in the we're in the napalm stage right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, those poor audiences, right? They're like, I don't know what just happened. Get me to the emergency room. <laughs> but, but you know, like I think what happens, you know, we've had we've had rough rehearsals where we've gone up a lot and and have no idea what what comes next. But I think 
what happens in performance is that adrenaline kicks in and the adrenaline is your friend, you know, like it's like having those people there and the possibility for group shame and humiliation. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what we're doing is just avoiding that as much as possible. That's the sheer fear of looking like an idiot. It is to motivate you. It's so funny, too, because I, I vacillate during the average performance. I vacillate so wildly between bravado and abject terror. You know, like, <laughs> one moment I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm fucking nailing this. And like, I have no idea what comes next. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, you're looking at your hand. It's all smeared because you wrote down the words, but oh. it's now smeared because you got so much sweat on your hands. Like when, oh. when you're when your partner's doing a speech and you don't know the line that you're supposed to say at the end of it, it's like <laughs> the cold hand of death. <laughs> It just grabbed your heart, you know. It's just like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And you just panic. You shout out off, off, off to the stage, like, line, and it's like, there's nobody there to nobody. give it to you. What are you going to do? Drama I realized that the biggest fuck yous you can give anyone in a play is a line like, what? Or oh. really? Oh. Or, and, or the and, same like, kind of line that's... Play. <laughs> well, will there be lines that are kind of similar? It's horrible, but we're, we've got it. We're doing pretty good. I yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds like it. You guys are professionals. That's how you get through it. Narrow now. It's not. It's not leaving us anytime soon. No. How <laughs> many times? No, I guarantee we will not drop one line in the next I, performance. I get. May God strike us down. No, That's how no don't say that. <laughs> Well, we weren't expecting thunderclouds tonight, but (laughs) that's funny. Um, How how often do you have to rehearse that to get it like ingrained for you? Like how many times? Yeah, no. It's. I mean, I I'm just curious. Like, how much how much rehearsal does it take? Is it a couple weeks? Is it? It's been a year of meeting twice, once or twice a week because we both have you know real lives. (laughs) um right jay i don't yeah i mean we'll go we'll go like a couple months without working on it at all because we don't have any shows coming up and then we'll have like these panicky weeks (laughs) run it in our sleep you know we'll sleep on the script we'll have our wives shout it to us while we're in the shower (laughs) you know Oh my it's, God! We it's true. <laughs> I forgot this. I had this. I had a, a surgery like in August, and with general anesthetic. And I was sure that the, when I woke up, I was like, <laughs> wipe my brain, wipe my hard drive. <laughs> that, of that play, I mean, I know who I am, and I and I and I and I know like who my friends are, but I don't know that play anymore. It's gone. And it's like, kind of amazing how much we do remember, really, when you think about it. Yeah. It's weird how that shit sticks in your brain. I mean, it's crazy. I know. Yeah, that's that's it's wild. Great. It's a great play. You know, it all makes sense. I mean, it it, every play. word is gold, just like <laughs> your stand-up yeah. routine. It is. It's well-written. Really well-written. It's yeah, I really, I, I, if do it. If there was any way I could get down to L.A. to go see that, I'm, I would totally do it. I'll see yeah, what I we'll, can do. Yeah, let us know. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll All right. Address. Well, everybody needs to, if you're in the Los Angeles area, please go. Or if you want to travel to L.A. and see a phenomenal, like, 
no holds barred full frontal show you'll want to hit up speed bump the play you'll want to go to this website it's also in the comments so it's easy to click on um but john jay we have to record a sketch i so badly want to get there to watch it if i do i will let everybody know If you can get there and you're in the L.A. area and you'd love to see these two perform this incredible play in someone's backyard, email Andrea at amckpr.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A at amckpr.com. But I'll let John fill us in on all of the things these guys are up to. The best time you can ever have in a lawn chair Please call us up because we will come on over and make your night. Speed bump the play. Make sure you uh, call, get your tickets ASAP, selling out fast because there's only so much space in a backyard. (laughs) (laughs) And now our sketch. Documentary of the not-so-super-powered. In three, two, in a world filled with superheroes. It is hard to make every power relevant, so super beings have taken to hire super talent agents to advocate for their place on super teams. These poor, underpowered superhumans cannot face the likes of Lex Luthor or Doctor Doom alone, because as powerful as they are against normal schlubs like you and me, their powers can seem pretty silly against real foes. It takes a team to keep an idiot alive. Let's see how one of these tryouts goes as we go undercover to uncover the trials of one such hero as he tries to join one of these powerful teams as we continue our exploration of the not-so-superpowered. All right, I'm telling you, this guy is the best superhero you guys are going to have on your team. I know that the Avengers, right, like they save the world and all of that, but you're going down the right track. Okay. Right on is definitely going to be what did your you say? right on. Right, right on, right, right on. on. Like he's right dry. on. He's right. He's very dry, but also he's incredibly powerful. And I, 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 you know what? I, here's what I'm going to say. Put him in a situation. Let's see what he can do. Okay. And I, I, I guarantee he will be on the Avengers, and he will be your number one Avenger before too long. Can I just say it's a little weird that he has an agent? Just to, I'm just putting that out there. Well, to be honest with you, most of the superheroes now that are not like uh, aligned with a team, they have an agent because really? it's kind of crowded right now. I don't know if you've looked around at the superhero landscape. Oh, God. I agree with you. I begged Stuart not to come to the audition, um, but he just insisted that I, that right on needed. You're a superhero who you you can't even keep your agent from coming to your. I'm not. It's my character. I'm I'm an I'm an actor auditioning mm-hmm. to be this new superhero. So let's just wait. Uh, also, I'm more than just an agent. I'm I'm a hype man too. Well, that's <laughs> a, that's that's a power in and of itself. We need a hype man here at X Force if you're interested. That well, we need. I'm a writer who can write under any circumstances. Okay. You put him in any situation and he'll write. That's the thing. What happens to the writing? Then it turns into lasers or what no, happens when? No, I've been submitted to these different publishing houses who, you know, sometimes they'll they'll pay me for, you know, and publish it. Wow. You know what my superpower is? 
I can make your brain explode inside your head. I am needed on the X-Force team. A guy who can write. Write on is going to make your head explode after the battle. Exactly. Okay. 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 All right. Let me put you in a situation. All right. All right. Here we go. So the Hulk. You know who the Hulk is, right? Yeah. I heard of him. Okay, great. So the Hulk has been exposed to some gamma rays that have made him even crazier than he is. And he's gone dark on us. He's become Red Hulk. He's coming right at us. But we're all frozen in stasis, so I can't make his brain explode. The only person who isn't frozen is Rhydon. What do you do? All right, Rhydon, you can do this. Okay. Oh, he's writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the Hulk's already ripped your head off. I mean, wh- what did you write? Please don't rip my head off. Uh, okay, he, he might read that. All right, okay. And you were able to do that under stress. Well, yeah, I mean, assuming the Hulk was charging at me. Okay. It, it, I mean, you think about how fast the Hulk charges. That was less than, you know, two seconds. Initially, I thought it was a, honestly, I'm going to say, I thought it was a bullshit talent. But now that I see you. Stuart and I were trying to tell you, you have to see it in practice. You can't just. All right, don't yell at me. I'll fucking I, blow your brain out. Okay. I, I tell you what, do <laughs> throw out another scenario. Just one more scenario. Let's, okay. let's see what. I, okay. Okay. I'm super hot for Supergirl, and I'm, I don't know how to talk to her. Uh, I, I'm embarrassed, but you can slip me notes like Cyrano de Bergerac. What would you have me say to her? You'd, you'd write something down and, and slip it to me. He's writing. Okay. Oh, this is going to be good. Yes, no, I want it to be good. Stop yelling at me. I'm going to, I'm this close to blowing your brain apart. And there's no meteor coming at this point, right? Like, this, no, there's nothing no. like, okay, okay, oh, we're just talking. ongoing thread of me getting my brain blown up. So all right, I, 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 just do it. It was always there. I'm just pointing it out. All right, I'm slipping it to you. Okay, here it is. Hey, Supergirl, how about getting me souped up girl <laughs> i mean that is like shakespearean that right is on. right on you're w- welcome to the team get him a suit Whoa. let's get him a really tight suit any scenario right on's gonna absolutely tear it up on the page Okay. Okay. Well, let's we'll tear it up. I don't want him to tear up the page. Then we wouldn't be able to read it. But I know I'm following. I'm following. I'm following. Okay. Right on. A fan is coming at you and they want an autograph. What do you do? Come on, right on. You can do it. No, what gives? Why'd you blow up his brain? I didn't I didn't do anything. Thank you so much for joining us for Sketch Comedy Podcast Show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Make sure to head over to SketchComedyPodcastShow.com. There you can subscribe to the show, head over to YouTube and watch some of the videos and sketches we've done there. Maybe head over to Patreon and become a patron to the show. That would be so much appreciated. Or you can leave a review someplace. Or, if you're feeling really saucy, apply to be on the show. I appreciate every single one of you that listens to this show, and I would love to hear more from you. Now I gotta get this out of the way. Sketch Comedy Podcast Show is protected under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives 4.0 International License, which means that if you would like to reproduce anything in the show, please contact the show so that I can get you the right material for it. And also, this show is copyright 2022, Stuart Rice. 
Every day we are given a choice. Can we do the funny thing or the not so funny thing? I'm going to urge you to do the funny thing today and create an improvised comedy adventure of your own. Take care. See you next episode. This has been delightful. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Oh, Stuart, thank you, man. <laughs> I think this was fun. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for the show. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye.